Thank you so much for joining me on Teach Me How to Money. Today we're talking about student loans with Jody Oaken. Hey, Jody. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself and why you know so much about the whole world of student loans. I started at Occidental. I also worked at Pitzer College in their financial aid office. So I've been working with financial aid for about 10 years, uh, which means that sometimes families not only are trying to take out financial aid and get free money, sometimes they're awarded merit money, but also we do talk about loans because loans is part of the picture when we're talking about financial aid. And this summer is sort of the hot time. That's kind of a joke, I guess. Uh, when <laughs> we're you know, working on loans and families are trying to make ends meet and get the gap amount and loans is, you know, is where they turn. So what is the state of the state of Americans taking out student loans? Where are we right now? So where we are, our families are 100% taking out loans. They're using loans as part of the paying for college piece. They're not shying away from them. They know that they're there. They're leaning on them. They don't have enough cash or maybe their student did not receive enough money. So my perspective is as long as we are educated borrowers, families, and we're, you and I are helping families understand what it means to take out a loan, the state is that it's happening. So so even though families may start off saying, you know what, and maybe our listeners are, are thinking the same thing, you know what, I don't want to go into student debt, I'm not going to do it. I'm here to say that at the end of the process, which is they got accepted, they're getting their bills, they are taking out loans. So we must help them learn about what's right, what's wrong, you know, what to be afraid of, where, where to look, and so on. So do you think there is a financial literacy gap when it comes to student loans? Do you think that students and you know, postgrads are getting the best information? I think we could do more. I think that the media and you and I and, and everyone who's in the industry can really help families understand that though you hear this huge percentage of, you know, one point whatever, you know, student loan debt, what that really is when I attend the conferences, you know, whether it's you know, financial aid conferences or any other conferences that I'm attending, it's really the fact that families need to know that if they pay it back, they're good. Um, but the stat out there is really about families who are not paying back their loans and not, you know, doing what they need to be doing. So as long as you understand what interest accruing and in principal is, and you know that you need to pay it back, you're going to be in good shape. And I also am a big fan of you know, student loans can mean maybe the student is investing in themselves. It's sort of like this conversation of buying a home and getting sure. a mortgage, you know what I mean? And you invest in your home. So um, there's something to be said about investing in yourself and, and really taking your education to the next level. So I'm not for, I'm not against, but if it's part of the picture, then know how to be a good borrower. That's true, too. I mean, some people take out this big loan for something when they're 18, and they're not sure what they're exactly investing in. You know, they know they want right. to you know, have a brighter future, but they're not really sure if they should be a doctor or a lawyer or a veterinarian. You know, they might, in the beginning, just choose sociology or, like me, who became a creative writing major. It's right. a lot. Of, don't you think it's a lot of responsibility for a young person to take out such a big loan? I do, and, and I'm not a fan 
of the, you know, I need my student to get some skin in the game, even though that is what they say, I'm okay with getting skin in the game, but understand that, you know, what it is, if you are taking out that $3,500 that the federal government's offering, know what interest is, know what principle is, and know that maybe it's 50 or a hundred bucks in your expenses that are going to be there after you graduate, not just your rent or gas or water. There's life after college, and this is going to be part of your budget. And you know why it looks different? It looks different because college is so expensive. That's why it's different. So you said 3500 Did you mean 35000 No, so a freshman package usually for student loans. Sometimes students will get a federal subsidized loan at 3500 and oh. then 2000 for an unsubsidized loan. So if that's their freshman package and they owe 5500 they take out both loans to the federal government, then know that that's part of what they need to pay back. And if they need to go to the private sector, then they need to go to the private sector. But there's two types of loan. There's federal loans and private loans. And we want to get into that, but we can later if you want. Absolutely. So there is a lot of confusion. So a lot of our listeners um, are most likely to have taken out these loans already. And the question I have is you're graduated, you've taken out loans for your school and say you're in a job, you know, you're just getting out of school. You're not making a lot of money yet. What are some ways you would suggest to get off on the right foot? So the one thing is I really strongly suggest if you did take out federal loans, try to stay in the standard package if you can. I know there's five repayment packages, but I really want you to try as hard as you possibly can to stay in standard. If you have private loans, you really just need to get on a program where you're maybe making $25 payments a week or extra payments a month. And know that that's part of your expense category, like I said earlier, in paying back the loans. Consolidation. I am going to kind of jump around, I think. I would try not to consolidate your loans if you don't need to. Keep your federal loans where they are and use the repayment plans and your private loans. Really talk to your lenders and find out what options they have for you. So what exactly is consolidation versus refinancing? So consolidation and refinancing can be the same thing. Um, You want to make sure that when you're refinancing that your payments don't balloon up at any time. Consolidation, it used to be a, a term where you're bringing all the loans into one payment. You don't really need to do that nowadays. When you log on to your loan servicer, kind of like your bank loan or your bank account, you can see all your loans right there. So you can make payments towards those exact loans. So consolidating to get a better interest rate sometimes doesn't always work. So I really want families to be careful so that they see down the line not to get false promises from outside companies that you know might not be able to keep your percentage at where you started. People get so confused. There's all these ads on TV. There's all these signs. It can seem kind of predatory. How can people know that where they're looking to refinance or consolidate or whatever, that they're on the right track? What is a good place to start to make sure you're looking at a reputable place? Yeah. So read the fine print for sure of any company that's promising you a rose garden because more, more it's not happening. Usually if they're saying, oh, well, you only have to pay $12 or there's nothing down. That's where I want you to be very, very, very careful to make sure that your, your payment doesn't balloon later. You never know what could happen. We don't have to talk politics at all ever, 
But if anything happens with the federal student loans and something good happens and you leave the federal program, then your loans can be sacrificed. So if we're talking private loans, I want you to talk to that lender and see what that lender can do. Try not to go outside of your lender. What are some changes that have been happening in the student loan landscape? Has the Trump administration done anything to make student loan payments easier or tougher? How has the landscape changed? Um, So if we aren't going to mention, you know, like I said, if we're not going to mention politics, let's just say this. Let's be super clear. Financial aid is not on the front burner. There's so many other things that we see when we um, turn on the news or we hear on the radio or whatever we're listening to. I think you and I and probably every all of our listeners can be super clear. We're not talking about financial aid. We're talking about everything else. Okay. so student student loans, financial aid is staying the same. Yes, the Department of Ed is going to come out with maybe an app. Yes, there's going to be a huge makeover on the FAFSA website. I know we're not talking about that, but that's about it for right now. So until, you know, someone can talk directly about student loans, in fact, the interest rates for 1819 for federal loans just went up. So it didn't get any better for families. And the plus loan just went up in percentage. So that's why I want you guys to just stay there and let's try to ride the tide without talking politics. That's and great. maybe someone will come in and really dive deep into the fact that I think college costs too much. 72000 that's a lot of money, times four. Be an educated borrower. If you're going to invest in yourself, make your payments. And let's just, you know, kind of ride it out until we can see what they have to say about it. Because we all know that it's not the perfect situation. So someone reached out to me, a friend of a friend, and said that she had uh-huh. $200,000 in, in student loan payments, and a lot of it was private. Uh, right. That's a lot of money. For yes. someone who has a lot of money in debt, what is a good place to start reassessing? So that's so funny because a really dear friend of mine came over, and he was so embarrassed. He didn't want to show me his loan debt. It's the exact same thing. He didn't want to say, you know... Jody, I took out 200000 and I really want to sign up with this company. And they told me that it's going to get better. And I'm going to say the same thing to tell your friend that I told my very dear friend is you're just going to have to kind of make the payments. You just have to make, there is no magic wand. There's nothing that's going to make this go away. Just, you have to work hard, pay back the loans, understand that you need to communicate with your loan servicer And there's no tricks and don't fall for anything that someone's promising you that in the end may hurt your loans where they are right now. So, I mean, I'm not an expert, but what I told my friend, I said, Uh maybe you can't live in New York right now. You know, maybe it's more of a lifestyle change. You need to afford these loans She's very young. She's in her early 20s. I said, maybe you need to move back home for a few years or move to a cheaper city so you can get this under control. So does that seem like ad- advice that could be worthwhile for people that are trying to pay off a huge loan is to, to change your, your lifestyle, even if it's tough? Yeah, I mean, definitely change your lifestyle. Make make little payments. I was working in the college I'm subbing this month, and I'm helping get out returning students' award letters. And one of the criteria is we look at their loan payments. And I actually noticed, you could tell your friend this too, some people, they'll make $5 payments. They'll make $10 payments. They'll make... payments. They'll make 
a little bit of payments to bring that big payment down. So any amount that your friends can make that's extra, that like meets the interest or the principal or hits it a little bit, helps in the long run. So maybe she can get that big dollar amount down for the month. I think that's another suggestion she might like. I think that's great. I think that's really helpful. I think people get very confused about what to do. They just get very overwhelmed and they start yeah. to feel very, very defeated. Like how, how can I ever build a life with 75 grand in loans? And the other thing I think, uh, just to kind of piggyback on what you just said, I think that they become so afraid and paralyzed that they do nothing. They feel like if they do nothing or ignore it or just don't, you know, just don't, don't deal with it or don't send in a $5 payment because it's not going to make a difference. Let's change that train of thought and know that it does make a difference. I think that's really helpful. So you said something so interesting earlier that a loan is for your education is an investment in yourself. How can we become at peace (laughs) with our debt? You know, we've already taken out the loan. We've already been to school. How can we not feel so bad about it? How can we keep moving forward in a more of a psychological way. I actually heard that comment. They did a huge debate at one of the conferences I was at and it was pro student loan debt. And then the other team was, you know, against student loan debt. And I walked away kind of on the pro side. College costs a lot. We've said it once. We're going to say it again and again and again. It is not what it used to be. The problem is college cost. Maybe it's financial aid, maybe it's loans, but it's it's super expensive to go to college. So being transparent about the money you owe and how you invested in your future is okay. We all, you, I, everyone here, we're giving you permission to be okay that you invested in yourself and you're going to be responsible borrower by paying back your loan. So there's a lot of people who are not talking about it. Maybe the more we talk about it, the more comfortable everyone will say, hey, you know what? I took out loans too. And you know what? I didn't have some good years and I didn't get the job I wanted that was really going to be a better salary than I came out of college. So let's talk about it some more, financial literacy, and then everyone might feel a little bit better. So here's a question. For someone who says, you know, I'm just going to default because I can't do it. What's an argument that you can give to not default? Don't default. Just talk to your loan servicer. Um, Defer. Defer if you're having a tough time. Defer. Make $5 payments if you can. If you talk to them, they will give you options. I promise you having a conversation with them When you hang up the phone, you're going to feel like, why did I put this off for so long? I was just afraid to have a conversation. And I think that's part of this whole financial literacy piece where we haven't talked enough about it because we're afraid to talk about our finances. And maybe that's something learned in your family. But the more you talk about it, really the more empathetic everyone can be and the loan servicer can help you. So what do you say to somebody who they went to college and they paid for their education and they're realizing that their degree isn't as valuable as they thought? What advice do you give them to not get down and to keep moving forward? You know, I think that if you got your bachelor's, the statistics are saying you're still going to be paid higher than if you just have your high school diploma. So statistics in every survey 
for many companies that I've worked for have said that, you know, statistics say that if you have your bachelor's, you're going to be paid more than just your high school diploma. And if you have your master's, you're going to be paid even, and I don't have the stats in front of me, more. So knowing you don't have to be or do what you majored in, but but transforming and growing into your career, there's so many options out there. Uh, you did a good thing. We're here to tell you that. Well, thank you so much. I think this was a ton of really useful information in a, in a really short period of time. What I wanted to ask you is what are some places where people who have student loans who are looking to wrap their heads around their debt, where can they go? You can go to studentloans.gov. I mean, that's one site. Uh, you can reach out to me. You can follow me on Twitter at Jody Oaken. I have a hashtag college cash, so I'm happy to help in any way I can to answer any questions. And I always feel like Google is your friend. Uh, so <laughs> any questions you have, definitely search it out. There's other sites, College Cover. You can take a look at that and get the answers that you need for your specific situation, because it might be different than your friends. I think that that's the best advice. What your friends do may not be best for you. You have to look out for yourself and your own student loan debt. Exactly. Well, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Thanks for listening to Teach Me How to Money. Send us your questions at teachmehowtomoney at stashinvest.com, and we'll try to answer them on a future episode. If you like what you're hearing, leave us a review on the iTunes store. Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Don't have Stash yet? Just go to stashinvest.com slash podcast, and you can get $5 to get you started on your investment journey. Stash, it's your money, simplified. This podcast should not be copied, distributed, published, or reproduced in whole or in part. The information contained in this podcast does not constitute a recommendation from Stash to the listener. Neither Stash nor any of its officers, directors, or employees makes any representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of the statements or any of the information contained in this podcast and any liability, therefore, including in respect of direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage, is expressly disclaimed. The views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily those of Stash, and Stash is not providing any financial, economic, legal, accounting, or tax advice or recommendations in this podcast. In addition, the receipt of this podcast by any listener is not to be taken as constituting the giving of advice by Stash to the listener, nor to constitute such a person a client of Stash.